It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Spartan Pride Podcast. Today, continuing our look back at the 2013 Michigan State Spartan football team. Chase It Again is the name of the series. We're running on Substack, the Spartan Pride Substack. If you are a super fan or if you remember reading my articles during 2013 at Spartan Nation and you want to look back, I am posting exactly what was written Back then, 10 years ago this fall, along with a little tag, now a brief look back 10 years gone, a little ode to Led Zeppelin if you're out there and you know that great rock and roll song, 10 years gone. We're moving through the schedule. We're going to get all the way caught up all the way through 2013 before Labor Day weekend. So this table is set for the 10th anniversary year and also... We'll be focusing, of course, on the 2023 Spartans that are going to begin on Labor Day Friday night, as we all know, at 7 o'clock. Today, we're talking about Indiana. We're going to take a look at where the Spartans were after a 26-14 road win over Iowa to start Big Ten play. Some of the issues that were facing the team as they set up to host a hungry Hoosier team that had been badly and bitterly bounced in 2012 by a comeback win run by Andrew Maxwell at Bloomington that really helped Michigan State, of course, clinch a bowl game, really did some damage to Kevin Wilson's era down there in Indiana. Chase it again. We're looking back at the 2013 Michigan State football season. Today, the game between Indiana and Michigan State at Spartan Stadium right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As I look back at the week before the Indiana game, there were still questions about the offense. The offense struggled in the first half at Iowa and got going in the second half. But again, it looked like Michigan State missed an opportunity to get another quarterback involved. At this point, it still wasn't clear what Connor Cook would become, but I don't really think there was a lot of hope that he would become an all-time great in Michigan State history. There was room for Michigan State to get more quarterbacks quality experience. That was something that went on in the really the second and third thirds of the Mark D'Antonio era, if you will. It really probably cost him late in the era, which we'll talk about someday. It arguably helped early in the area when you think about Kirk Cousins getting time in and getting series in before he took over as a starter. In 2013, it looked like Michigan State was kind of trying to make up for the fact that they had not done that. Uh, But we did see that offense ramp up in the second half at Iowa, and really the line looked to be making progress. There'd be a little baby step back and then a pretty strong step forward. It's funny, when I look at this article, you see some of the names that have popped out in it. One that shows up is Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin is called out by Coach D as a guy that's making significant progress. It's pretty funny because nobody knew who Jack Conklin was at that point and he would become a first-year All-Pro with the Tennessee Titans, which is a shocking amount of success for an offensive lineman. Of course, he did a whole lot of good at Michigan State between 2013, between that Iowa week and the end of his career, making the college football playoff. So it really wasn't clear what the offense uh, was doing. They were looking for a lot more out of the offense, less drops, more consistency, still trying to find a solid running game and um it really looked like michigan state could not ask for much more the line was getting healthy and playing together they had enough athletes and players it was just a matter of of maybe letting the 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 glue set if you will that was laid down during the early part of 2013 as the lineup shook itself out the defense of course was rolling Iowa didn't move the ball at all, as we talked about in the past. And Kirk Ferentz, I remember saying the next week how Max Buller reminded him of Percy Snow, who was an all-time Mike linebacker at Michigan State, as many of you know. It was funny because the defense was so good at Michigan State during that era that when something went wrong, it kind of stood out, and it very quickly usually got corrected. Uh, DeCroix Denard was a star before that Iowa week, but with those two interceptions, he won a conference player of the week. And that got people thinking about Denard and how he kind of came along and, of course, made a lot of noise in the uh, Outback Bowl victory over Georgia, Kirk Cousins' final game. His career would continue to take off from there, and he was a star 
in the making at that point, obviously would go on to be a first round pick with the Bengals, who were a defensive oriented team at that point. But Indiana was coming in looking for, they were looking for to settle a score. Uh, their offense was very well organized and very well put together. As anyone knows who saw Ohio State and Kevin Wilson's work since then, and I think he's off to Tulsa, if memory serves correct, to start as a head coach again. It'll be interesting to see what Kevin Wilson does, see what lessons he's learned from Ohio State, see what lessons he learned from his time coaching at Indiana, see if he can do something uh, with his new and probably final head coaching opportunity. There is a lot of attention to the Michigan State defense. And listen to a line Kirk Ferentz has that's about the athleticism on that team. They're not those NFL guys that just play basketball out on the edges, he said about the cornerbacks at Michigan State, talking about how physical they were. So Indiana coming in, high speed, spread tempo, throwing the ball, looking to outscore. That's what the Spartans had set up for them during that game. And it was always going to be a challenge with Kevin Wilson. The Hoosiers were good. Let's talk about the special teams, point afters, and then we'll review what happened at Michigan State that day when the Spartans and Hoosiers classed right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. There was a lot of attention on the special teams at that point in Michigan State. Season 2013, there should have been because you knew you had a good offense. You knew you had a struggling and developing um, offense, rather. You knew you had a really good defense. And what Michigan State was looking for at this point was more consistency. They were having success with some fake punts. Mike Sadler was a super talented and versatile player, and he did his thing a couple of times, including the week prior at Iowa. And Michael Geiger was um, a super young kicker. It's amazing how many kicks he made, but just amazing how young he was at this point. Uh, Geiger's development was not a given and it went real well for Michigan State. Sadler's development was pretty obvious. He was one of the top recruited punters in the country for good reason, and it turned out he could do a lot more than just kick the ball, as, as we all learned, saw him running fakes and, and doing other stuff during the course of his career. And the return game was starting to settle in. You, you forget a lot about returners unless they do something really, really good or really, really bad. McGarrett Kings was getting more time there and Michigan State was trying to find the right guy because they had a lot of athletes, but they could not really get anything going crazy like we saw with Keyshawn Martin earlier in the D'Antonio era. So the Spartans looking at Iowa, it was a really good second half, but they had to look ahead to Indiana quickly. Indiana's last season, the 2012 season, it really was ruined by the loss to Michigan State. The Hoosiers were up 27-17 after three quarters. Um, and it cost them. 
Wilson said we don't really talk about last year. It's really hard to believe. Of course they did. That was a massive, massive loss, and Indiana was going to be coming to play. Michigan State had to tighten some things up and not really give, not give the game away, but not even give Indiana a chance to get into the game. They do a pretty good job of that, as we'll talk about in just a minute. But the main purpose of Michigan State preparing for Indiana that day was to make sure they did not come out Iowa flat. If they came out Iowa flat, they could be in real danger of losing a game to a team that was really not as talented and did not deserve to win. So that was what we looked at as we headed into the Indiana game. When I look at the perhaps another thoughts, these are nice to look at as little time capsules of what was going on in college football at the time. You had some ugliness in in the um, in Illinois rather with a remarkably, remarkably overmatched and underqualified coach in Tim Beckman. To the Illini's credit, that is not the case now. They've got Bet Bielma with a whole lot of NFL and top-level experience, and he is doing just fine in Champaign, and they are going to be much better in 2023 than they were in 2013 if they're looking back at a 10-year anniversary. I recount, and I think it's still the same today, the best football game of the 2010s in the Big Ten was the Rocket game, Michigan State and Wisconsin. We kind of knew it was at the time, and this was only two years after, but Look at all the talent that was in that game. There's a bucket full of NFL players, some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Ridiculous. A 28-point swing. That game had almost everything. It was the best game in Spartan Stadium during the decade. It's probably the best game in Spartan Stadium this century. And it is, I believe, the best game in the Big Ten the entire 2010s decade, if you will. And we talk about the end of the era for Tom Coughlin, one of the last old school coaches of his era to be honest with you look at back at that Coughlin had more success at the NFL level than you would have expected if you looked at it on paper now Colin Coughlin's going to win two Super Bowls no way you wouldn't have seen that late in his career and obviously he's moved on from football now for for good reasons for family responsibilities but boy did he have a good run and a really overachieving and surprise run this is a guy that was a coach at Boston College once back in the day, folks. That There was not a lot expected of him. He had an NFL job. It didn't work with the expansion Jaguars. And then what a run he goes on with the New York football Giants. Really one of the last of the old school coaches that are really not around in the sport anymore. So that's a look back at the outlook moving forward. Before Indiana and Michigan State of 2013, We'll revisit that game as we wrap up this edition of the Spartan Pride podcast. Chase it again. Look back at the 2013 Michigan State Spartans right here on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Counting down the summer days by looking back at big plays. Spartan Pride Podcast, looking back at 2013. Let's talk about Michigan State and Indiana. That game ends up to be Michigan State 42-28 to over Indiana. Indiana had a 7-0 lead after the first quarter, but by the half, it was 21-14. By the end of the third, the Spartans had extended the lead seven more, and they were able to hold on. I don't remember this game ever feeling too close, but it was not easy at all. Jeremy Langford was the star with four touchdowns, if you're looking at a stat sheet. Um, Indiana had to scratch and claw, and I think they did a pretty good job. And, of course, they were highlighted by an NFL running back, Tevin Coleman, that some believe wanted to go to Michigan State. And Coach D1 said, you know, you can't take them all. Um, Coleman, a terrific player in college, just a tremendous running back, and a very well-known injury. Unfortunately, his injury during the Super Bowl between the Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots, one of the very key cogs to a comeback overtime victory for Tom Brady over the Atlanta Falcon fan base and fans and team that are still reminded of that every year. In fact, you can count on somebody reminding them that just in a couple months. But if you're somebody out there who is reminded of that, you remind them if Tevin Coleman's not injured in that Super Bowl, that game ain't close. Atlanta just runs it up. Coleman was good. The Hoosiers were Salty, but the Spartans had more talent and more really just better at the point of attack to grind down Indiana. For the day, Indiana did get 92 yards rushing, which is a lot against Michigan State. That's all Coleman. The Spartans had 238, and they really controlled everything that needed to be done. They did a good job getting off the field the third down, and they won the turnover battle, which was often a namesake and a linchpin in the better D'Antonio era teams. So all of a sudden, Michigan State is into October with two wins and looking at some softer action with Purdue and Illinois before they would get ready for a November 2nd battle with Michigan. At this point, Michigan State looked good. Michigan State did not look complete at all. And there really was no sign that I saw that they were going to take off on one of the all-time runs in Big Ten history and beat everybody in the Big Ten by double digits and end up 13-1 and third ranked in the country. Next week, we are going to look ahead at that Purdue game, which was next on the schedule. We may get to Illinois as well as we're moving through the dog days of July here on the Spartan Pride podcast chase it again looking back at the 2013 spartans 13 and 1 big 10 and rose bowl champions right here on the spartan pride podcast part of the fans first sports network check out the spartan pride Substack, and send a note to spartan pride podcast at gmail.com if you've got something to say if you've got something to rattle around or if you think we got something wrong i will talk to you again soon thanks very much Stay tuned here to the Spartan Pride Podcast.